Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. The ALP's vote-rigging scandal claimed another scalp this morning with a third minister resigning from the Cabinet of Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. Jodie Lee is at Parliament House in Melbourne. Jodie, good morning to you. Consumer Affairs Minister Marlene Karutz was a key ally of Adam Somurek. Morning, Anne. Marlene Kairouz is a close ally of Adam Somurek, the Labor power broker. He was sacked from Cabinet yesterday over allegations he paid people with taxpayers' money to join the ALP, so he held the balance of power. And overnight, Marlene Kairouz has become implicated in that branch stacking scandal. Our fresh recordings appear to show Ms Kairouz encouraging her own ministerial staff to get involved in that corrupt membership racket. As a result, this morning she has tendered her resignation to Premier Daniel Andrews. In it, she said she didn't wish for the allegations to become a distraction for the government, but she said she was looking forward to clearing her name. Daniel Andrews says he hasn't spoken with Ms Kairouz today. He did accept her resignation, but wouldn't be drawn on whether or not she lied to him about her involvement in the racket. She's issued a statement. Uh, I believe she's taken the appropriate course of action. As you know, there are very serious investigations going on to into ser uh, equally serious matters, uh, both by IBAC and Victoria Police. Ms Kairouz is the third minister to be implicated in this branch stacking scandal. After Adam Somurek was sacked, Assistant Treasurer Robin Scott was also implicated. He too stepped down but also said he was looking forward to clearing his name. That's three ministers in just 25 hours. No doubt Premier Daniel Andrews will be in damage control when question time kicks off in just a short time. And Jodie Lee in Melbourne, thank you very much, Jodie. And the fallout continues in Canberra. Labor's national executive will meet today to discuss how to weed out corruption as party elders call for significant reform. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, the federal branch is under pressure to act. Yeah, former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd calling for decisive action to end branch sacking as the party's national executive weighs up its options, considering an audit of all party members in Victoria, possibly even a suspension of the Victorian branch. And we expect they'll agree on who will lead the inquiry into the scandal. Likely former Victorian Premier Steve Brax and former federal Labor frontbencher Jenny Macklin. Kevin Rudd says the abuse of factional power goes well beyond the Labor party and must end. So long as you have any darkness in either mainstream political party, which enables this sort of factional power to accumulate, it's a cancer in our democracy and it needs to be rooted out of both sides of politics. 
Labor leader Anthony Albanese maintains he was unaware of the allegations until now, but is taking swift action. Those senior coalition figures are resisting calls to extend the probe beyond Labor to other parties. The fact that some people join political parties in order to seek power for its own sake, uh, when that happens, it creates problems. So where we see wrongdoing, we stamp it out. I will leave Anthony Albanese and the Labor Party deal with their uh, internal uh, party matters, as I would expect any uh, other political party to deal uh, internally with their own. Now, we could see the ALP national executive take over pre-selection processes for the Victorian branch to ensure that candidates are chosen fairly. But we'll learn more on exactly what form the restructure will take later this afternoon. Anne? Olivia Limbing in Canberra. Thank you, Olivia. In New South Wales, the number of passengers allowed on public transport will almost double from July 1 as COVID-19 restrictions are eased further. The economic impact on the state from the pandemic and bushfire crisis will also be revealed today. Marley Hogan reports. Good morning. There have been three new cases of coronavirus diagnosed in New South Wales overnight. All are travellers returned from overseas and are in hotel quarantine. It comes as the government announces it will be easing restrictions on public transport from July 1, doubling the capacity on buses, trains and ferries. Buses will be able to take 23 passengers and 68 passengers per train carriage. It means anywhere that you see a green dot, it is safe to sit or stand. But the government is still asking people to avoid catching public transport during peak times. With short trips, please try and walk or, you know, cycle. Uh, we've seen an incredible uplift in the number of people cycling across the city over the last five years. Uh, but also people are looking to do that safely uh, as life returns as normal as we can get it. Treasurer Dominic Perrottet was due to hand down the budget today, but that has been postponed. Instead, he will give a speech in Parliament outlining the economic impact coronavirus has had on the state. He'll announce the state economy will shrink by around 10% this financial year and unemployment will rise to almost 8% by the end of the month. Revenue will be down $20 billion over five years. Thanks, Marley. South Australia may move forward its July 20 border reopening date to before the school holidays. A lockdown lifting committee of top health officials and the police commissioner is discussing the proposal this morning. South Australia might reopen to some states and not others earlier than expected. The committee will also consider a push to increase spectator crowds at sporting events. Western Australia is yet to announce when its borders will be reopened. In breaking news this morning, police claim to have smashed a major drug supply ring operating across New South Wales. After a seven-year investigation, five men are now in custody. Three were arrested at addresses in Sydney and two more are in custody in Dubai. Police are right now raiding several homes in Sydney's west and southwest. The men are expected to be charged with the large-scale supply of drugs, mainly MDMA and ICE. New research shows Australians are ready to start spending again. Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton joins me now. Gemma, good morning to you. Household spending intentions are on the rise. Morning, Anne. Yes, this is a report from the Commonwealth which looks at what people are buying with their credit and debit cards and what they're searching for on the internet to then predict how much money they'll be spending in the coming weeks and on which products and services. According to the report, we're still focused on buying the essentials such as food and homewares with increased spending all 
also at department and discount stores. Entertainment purchases are picking up as well, particularly on digital books, games and music, but we are still unwilling to spend money on cars and we're searching less often for motor vehicles online. Turning to the share market, after three days of heavy losses, today the ASX 200 is awash with green. Aussie shares are up more than 3% with, unusually, every single one of the market's 200 listed companies trading higher at the moment. The Aussie dollar is also enjoying the optimistic mood today. After slipping in recent days, it's now back to buying around 69.5 US cents. And Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Thank you very much, Gemma. A Queensland SES worker involved in a missing person search in bushland has had to be rescued herself. The woman plunged down an old mine shaft at Collingwood Park in Ipswich, west of Brisbane. Bianca Stone reports. It's a case of the rescuer needing rescuing. This 35-year-old volunteer was out here in Collingwood Park. They were doing a search with the SES for a missing 37-year-old man, Mark Wilson. He's now been missing for a week. They're particularly interested in this area of bushland because there's a lot of disused mine shafts back from the old coal mining days. She was searching the entrance to one of those shafts when she's lost her footing and slipped into the mine shaft about 20 metres. The paramedics described it as being like a slippery slide that you wouldn't want to go on. She's ended up in some water in the bottom up to her knees, was in that shaft for a period of roughly an hour before QFES and SES did a combined effort to extricate her from that mine shaft. Two firefighters used ropes and a harness to retrieve her from that mine shaft. She was then carried out by her colleague. She was taken to Ipswich Hospital with some minor injuries, a bump to the head and some hypothermia. The search for the missing man will continue today. New South Wales Police have executed search warrants on two neighbouring properties in Sydney southwest this morning, uncovering rooms filled with cannabis plants. These are pictures from the crime scene at Bankstown, where hundreds of cannabis plants are being seized by police. Uh, we found in both houses uh, a fairly sophisticated hydroponics uh, setup and quite a number of uh, cannabis plants. No arrests have been made so far. The family of the black American man shot dead by police in Atlanta say they've been left broken. Rayshard Brooks was shot in the back as he fled two police officers who were trying to arrest him. US correspondent Amelia Brace reports. Well, three days after Rashad Brooks was shot in the back by police, his family says they're not just hurt, but angry. The 27-year-old was shot twice by an officer after he was found sleeping and police say intoxicated behind the wheel of his car. Brooks tried to flee after wrestling with officers and grabbing a taser from one of them. Today, his family, including his wife and children, sobbed openly at a press conference saying they want justice and justice change. We are angry. When does it stop? The trust that we have with the police force is broken. Despite that, the family has called for protests over Brooks's death to remain peaceful. Thousands descended on the Georgia capital today, calling for the state to pass a hate crimes law and police reform. The two officers who were at the scene of the shooting have been stood down. The district attorney says he'll decide this week whether to charge them. I thought it was a terrible situation. Certainly it was very, to me, it was very disturbing. Donald Trump will sign an executive order on policing tomorrow to try to ease these ongoing tensions. An American fighter pilot has died when his jet crashed in the North Sea after taking off from the UK. The F-15C Eagle was taking part in a training mission 
when it crashed into the sea off the Yorkshire coast. A large air and sea search later found wreckage and the pilot's body. Shoppers have cautiously returned in England as the lockdown there eases. There were long queues outside the most popular stores. Back in the real world. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh, we have to get here so fast. Wearing face masks is now compulsory on public transport, but not in retail shops. For only the fourth time in its history, the Oscars have been postponed. Next year's ceremony was due to take place on February 28, but has been pushed back by two months to April 25. With the release of movies affected by the pandemic, the qualifying date has also been extended by another two months. The coronavirus lockdown has had a positive impact for one Brisbane man. Rather than putting on the kilos, he took them off. In 2018, Terry Munro weighed more than 185 kilos, but using the CSIRO diet, which promotes a low GI eating plan, he's achieved his goal of losing 100 kilograms I'm over the past... I'm down to only one chin, and I've gone from a D cup to an A cup, and I went from around 50% body fat to now only being 15.5% body fat. Terry says the diet of the last two years has saved his life.